Well, hello everybody, welcome to Sonic Talk, episode 786. I can't think of a number that kind of has any uh, any technological reference in there, so uh, we might have to wait for 800, where we could do poly 800, but not long now, another 14 mm-hmm. episodes. Anyway, this is the Music Technology Podcast, where you talk about all things to do with music tech. Uh, primarily, it's going to be uh, synthesizers, drum machines, software, production, DAWs, live streaming, live production, all of that kind of stuff. Many, many things. Uh, I want to say a couple of things I just need to uh, bring to your attention before I thank uh, Wagyu, who may well be in the chat, and all you YouTubers and everything. Wagyu, thanks very much for doing the moderation, as you do for many of us streamers, but also for the other behind-the-scenes work that you do. Much appreciated. Nice to see familiar faces there. Uh, Wagyu, Red Walks, uh, Pedal Steven, Rapscallion, um, gosh, a whole bunch of people. Nick Howes, uh, thanks for joining us again. Uh, the second show of the new year. Um, as we're heading into NAM, obviously, uh, doing a lot of prep for that. That's coming up at the end of the month. Um, but before we get there, I just should probably say what we got coming up. Oh yes, um, ten days left to enter the uh, competition for uh, the Osmos competition, which is uh, uh, Bitly slash Sonic Osmos Twenty Three. If you want to enter that, and um, we're still there, still obviously, well, there's room. You can still do it, uh, and and we thoroughly recommend uh, we're giving away an Osmos thanks to. Uh, Expressive E. In fact, uh, there's the form um, if you want to see what it looks like. I'm just quite pleased with the graphic I did for it. So if you want to enter, uh, do that. Win big, win Osmos. Why ever not? Yes, and while I also mention it, um, now this is the new improved uh, control surface with the button tops being fixed. Uh, I did a post on Patreon just before Christmas trying to figure out how I could kind of make them a bit more durable because they're printed on stickers, but the... uh, the ink, you know, the inkjet ink just wears off on the buttons. And so as uh, someone suggested, I, I should actually give them credit, but I can't remember what the name is now because I've improvised this bit. Um, I've put uh, lacquer, I sprayed lacquer on them, on the stickers. And now, so the ink is sort of sealed in. So hopefully that'll last a bit longer. Anyway, oh, that's all the good stuff out of the way, all the kind of admin. Uh, let's say hello to our guests. Uh, we'll start over there in uh, London with uh, Neoad Nevo, Nevo Sound, uh, where I'm pretty sure those guitars, are, the, are they the same guitars in the same position as last week or have you have you been swinging them around in in um, major axe action so every time every time i pick up two guitars from the live room where they all live on the wall and then they can uh, adjust to the temperature because it's quite cold in there uh, and then i can pick them because i'm sometimes too lazy to just go and pick up another guitar and wait for it to to adjust to the temperature and tune it and retune it so basically the guitars i pick for the week or for the few days that they stay here kind of dictate the sound that my production will have so that's a bit, <laughs> it's a bit random but that's how it is Right, I'm just going to have to make a note of that because that that is temperature regulated production. That I, I don't know if it will fit in the uh, show title, but I'm going to I'm going to put that as a candidate. That's a pr- that's got to be one of the earliest ever sh- uh, uh, show uh, uh, temperature regulated production. Yes, okay. I'm just going to write that. And down. I have it to say, like like a, like a lot of things which are random and kind of you know um, born from limitation limitations i think that it kind of adds to creativity in in a way because you know i have like this guitar for that and this guitar for that and the you know the firebird and this and all that but sometimes when you play the wrong guitar for the part or the wrong part for the guitar something amazing comes out and which is unexpected right. and you have to either struggle with the with the shape of the neck or the sound of the pickups or this or that and it kind of makes you work harder and mm. oh i don't know i i'm just trying to put words into it but i don't really know what it is i just know that it's basically out of laziness come comes innovation you know, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, so Which is one, sort of the opposite uh, message we tend to give to our the people one, we are trying to educate. Uh, <laughs> one artist that I worked with, with, that we worked together for a very long time, and she kind of, kind of figured me out a little bit. She said, she said to me once, "I don't know if you're a genius or just lazy." So, and I think that 
you know, not sure about the genius part, but lazy, I definitely am. But that's what leads to to what I yeah. do. You know, I try sometimes yeah, no, I work like 10 times harder to program something you you like that as well to script something or and that's what led me to 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 develop plugins and stuff because I spend hours cutting time on workflow and things like that which actually takes me much longer to do but the, the, it the actually stems from, from laziness <laughs> you know what I mean so I work yeah. a lot harder <laughs> because I'm lazy that's a really interesting idea. I mean, I've been doing much the same this week. It's like all these little things that will kind of, so I, I you know, that will hopefully make the, uh, the 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 edit and the upload and the filming process easier at NAM. But I wonder in the grand, in the amount of hours I've actually spent making it happen, how much time it actually saved. I suppose the thing is though, when you're jet lagged and you've done a ten hour a day already any time saving is going to make you feel better at the end of it anyway thank you for that insight uh, Yoad. Uh, I'm much appreciated and that's two potential show titles in your first statement which is astonishing uh, and also we have Mr Gaz Williams Gaz Williams here uh, in, the, in, in his studio in Bristol where he mans the controls of his ever expanding modular system uh, making uh, for, uh, well uh, also fielding a, a um, a record label, all kinds of stuff going on. Uh, and I, I know you've got the Super 6 there. In fact, one of the questions that came last week is that now you've got the Super 6, are you, are you gassing after the Gemini because you've got the 6 or are you happy with the 6? <laughs> yeah. No, I'm... Well, hmm, I don't know that there's enough space on that desktop <laughs> for the Gemini, so I'm, I'm using that as an, ex, as an excuse to stop me gassing over it. But I recently... I think a video just came out a couple of days ago from uh, UDO where I'm getting my hands on the Super Gemini for the first time. And it's, it is an astonishingly wonderful synthesizer in every way. And it's kind of, yeah. it did get me thinking as well about like, um, well, like in the pre-show, you're talking about the Roland Phantom. Fan, the Phantom. Phantom. Yeah. The yeah. You know, which are, really very capable, very, very capable machines. And, um, you know, but the Super Gemini, it, it's, a, it's, it's so, in such a different direction, isn't it? I mean, it, yes. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure everybody's familiar with the Super Gemini now. It's essentially two Super Sixes or two Super Fives, really. <laughs> um, and, but there's so much control and so much possibility on that. I feel that for a lot of people, that's the, just the right thing, the right amount of complexity for, you know, a, for a deep dive, you can go, yeah. Yeah. You can go a long way a with that thing. Um, but just the feel of that poly aftertouch uh, and the, the little ribbon strip, you know, both of which I guess, give it you know sort of cs80 comparisons in in in, in that kind of controlling sense uh as opposed to sound sense but um I, I think it just manages to get it everything just right you know the the the, the fader throws are shorter they're the same length as they are on the desktop version so when you come back to the super six after playing on the gemini you kind of i don't know the, the long of the longer throws is it am i calling is would you call it fader throw on a on a synthesizer or am i saying yeah i know, think the, i think you could fader travel um yeah so by necessity i think they've had to sort of make them a little smaller they had to make them a bit smaller to make the desktop unit practical and sensible uh, ah yeah okay with the two layers on the Gemini, it just brings the it brings the panel to to quite a manageable scent, um, size. But you know, sat behind that, and you just kind of think this is probably all the synth you'd ever need. Really, I mean, that's a kind of crazy. <laughs> it's, crazy. No, it's interesting. I, I think you're absolutely right, and I think the, the the Phantom is like you say, it's a very different beast. I mean, if I was making, I, I've said this earlier in the pre-show, if I was making a, a if I was putting mm. together a live show and I needed lots of keys. Splits, layers, yeah. you know, multiple outputs, tr sample triggers, little bits of sequence, effects processing, all that stuff. That would be it. Would it would do all of that, and it's really capable. I mean, amazing amount of uh, capability, and it's a it's a yeah. it's a swanky. It feels like a bit of quality, but it's it's not the same thing as a as a as a 
as an instrument like Super Six, obviously, it's jamming, which is like, more inspiring. Yeah, ja like the jamming instrument, and uh, you know, being able in in the moment to shape your sound in meaningful ways. If you've got those abstraction layers or pages of menus to negotiate, yeah. it's yeah, just a different headspace, isn't it? Yeah, but it's yeah. weird also because you've got you've got Ace now so, on the, on the Phantom. You've got uh, sorry, this is not the same thing. Oh, I seem to be coming back. Okay, it's it's very. Um, uh, it's weird because you've got an ACB model of, like, say, a J, an SH101. You've got a Zencore model with the Zencore and uh, with two completely different uh, interfaces. So, you know, it's like you can use uh, a Zencore model or you can use an ACB model, which only works on... You only can run one of those because there's not enough DSP. You know, so it's, <laughs> it's sort of a bit weird that you can have the same synthesizer but using two yeah. different uh, sound generation methods. I mean, in many ways, it's sort of more like a synthesis platform where you've got, you know, you just use whatever DSP that you want. And, and the thing about the ACB one, you've got a much more ui-friendly uh, ui which looks a bit more like the synth whereas you're going into zencore and it's it certainly editing it on the screen of right. the phantom is just it's that list of tvf t1 <laughs> it's just like oh wow is, is it's not, acb not are the acb models in the cloud now then or are they just hardware based uh i'm not sure about that i was wondering I about that as well Mm. I'm not sure. Sound, it's got, it, but right. you make a point. It's getting, it, it's getting kind of complicated. <laughs> That's the problem. So like, I don't yeah. honestly know because you've got the ACB, you've got the Zencore, you've got the uh, what's the other AB, uh, something or other else, which is the the newer boutiques. You've got, you know, there are lots of different. There are all these different sort of flavors of of the same thing, which is just really mm. difficult to differentiate. Uh, anyway, yeah. In my experience anyway. of ACB, in, 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 only ACB things that I've tried, and I've, I think I was on the show last week, I was talking about I've got the little uh, Roland TR6S, which has got the ACB models in there. Um, they, there's a there's a definite roundness to them. I don't know how else to describe it. I felt with all of them as very pleasing, a very, very nice musical quality the the, de the detail on the resonance of the filters the drive the audio rate mod all of those things will be of higher definition and higher quality that in fact starsky car did a great uh ab between the acb version and the zencore version of the same synth on the phantom uh, and you could hear you know that you could hear the difference it's just trying to set that up and there's it's really funky because also um, this is getting off topic but i suppose it's synth technology so it's it's not um there's also uh, um, in the Zencore engine on the Phantom, you can assign hardware controls to certain parameters. That doesn't seem to work on the ACB models, so you can't then automate those things in the secret. It's, it's, there's lots of sort of little, ah, oh, yeah, but if it's this, then that doesn't happen. And, you know, it, so it's just not, it's a bit a bit rough around the edges at times, even though it's massively capable. But which is fine if you're programming a massive sort of complicated live set and you just basically need it for repeatability. But if you're in the in the flow and trying to edit, it's a different. Mm. It's, it's not as it's not as pleasing as an experience. Um, I would say, Jim, uh, Jim Hayward saying that the the ACB models are in the cloud now as well. It, it got me thinking. Ah, okay. You see. So if you use kind of clever computer analysis stuff, I don't know, like your activity monitor, and then ran them, ran the Zencore version, and then ran, ran the, the ACB version, you could actually see on the on your statistics exactly yeah. what kind of DSP difference there is. I'd be quite interested about that because, uh, you know, one of the things that, that Roland were sort of going on about by limiting the boutiques to four voices was how processor intensive the acb models are but with them now being in the cloud you can kind of bust them a little bit and actually see what the truth is mm. yeah i suppose so that's true yeah i mean 
Uh, yeah, no, fair enough. Um, I suppose, actually, well, look, hey, hey, before we get onto some topics, I'm just going to be crass and uh, do an ad. Right, uh, should we do a topic? I mean, uh, I guess it, it makes sense that we should. Oh, my buttons, I can see everything in front of me. It's perfect. So uh, let's start. Well, this is interesting because this was one of the biggest Kickstarters of last year. Let's see what's going on. See, look, it's late again. It keeps doing this. The LEDs disappear. What? This is Ricky Tinez um, having to disentangle some of the stuff on the the new Chompy, which is uh, fascinating. All right, I'm going to show you is worth it and not worth it. So first, listen to this. But anyway, I don't I don't want to um, steal his thunder. Do check that out. He's done a kind of pretty good appraisal of it. It looks like there's a lot of fun with this. I mean, it raised some over a million bucks, this Chompy uh, instrument uh, on Kickstarter. People are all over it. People are starting to get the shit. I think we posted a news item a few weeks ago saying that the people were starting to get them. And uh, now they are getting them. Um, uh, Ricky Tinez has had a look at it and Heinbach's had a look at it. But it looks like there is a few anomalies in the UI and that sort of thing. And it's just, it, it's a bit disappointing, even though the, the, the physical hardware looks good. And to be fair, Ricky says, you know, one of the things that's really cool about it is the way that you can do all of this kind of loop uh, building and sound on sound stuff. It's it, it's a very, you can do things on it that you can't do anywhere else. Still at 600 bucks, going to be able to buy it soon. But I just wonder, I mean, it's a, it, it, it must be a nightmare, you know, because you're doing all of this stuff, you're sending it out, and then suddenly maybe the use cases that you hadn't noticed are picked apart by your first set of reviewers and you feel a bit glum. I mean, it's, I, I, yeah, you must have been around this cycle many, many times, probably not to this degree, because obviously uh, maybe your, your first couple of releases perhaps had some of this, but I doubt if anything ever <laughs> goes out with bugs. But it's a nightmare. It must be a well, nightmare. I, I do feel for them, but I'm hoping it's not going to blow it for um so when we started with the waves uh, products um you know forums and reviews and youtube were non-existent so we basically you know paved the way for the plugin industry so uh, whatever we released although we worked really really hard to make it the best it it can be um the the the, the you know, there weren't that many users who can comment or be disappointed or whatever, or happy and what, you know, that was the yeah. pretty much what there was um, at the time. So it was different, a, a very different time. But, um, but obviously, you you want to make it as uh, and and it's different with a company like Waves, uh, with many, many users, many beta testers, many people who get yeah. exposed to the products before they're released. And it's going through a lot of cycles of QA. And, you know, um, uh, I was uh, involved in the in the development and design and all that. But there are other stages once we finish the, the product definition and we're happy with the, with the UX and all that, then it goes to other processes of quality assurance and testing and things like that. So you, you try to get it the best you can. And with a new company um, like the Chompy product, I'm not sure what they called, it's, it's a, a totally different story. Um, with regards to this product, I have to say that it's very attractive um one thing i think i've heard that it's mono am i right say, saying that i which I, would be, i am not clear about that I'm not sure which will be very very disappointing if it is and if not then 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 not then it's great um i have to say again like many like most things in life logic can do all that so you know you can do very speed you can, you can, re you can record in 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 very speed you can record faster slower the nice thing is that all the instruments will also shift so you can very speed the audio and all your instruments all your samplers and va vis uh, will you know, pitch down or up accordingly. And even if you do it in whole steps, so you can either do it in percentage or in, you know, semitones or sense right. and stuff. Okay. If you do it in semitones, it will even 
change the MIDI, the external MIDI that it sends to other to, to hardware scenes. So you have a lot of freedom in doing stuff in using very speed, pretty much like tape, which is great, which is, uh, which is really good. Um, but obviously it's more complicated. It's a, it's a more professional process because you, if you, if you loop something or if you layer, or if you do sound on sounds, you, you always have access to all the layers so you can use stems and things like that with something like the chompy, it's kind of rough and ready. It, it, because it's hardware, it's kind of hands on and you get a lot of create creativity and you get things a lot quicker. But if you then want to go back and change something on a layer or something like that, then obviously you can't. So for me, if I were to use something like that in a production, which is what I do, then it would basically, I would, by, by using my method of working, I will kind of kill the vibe of the whole thing and the intention of the whole thing. Because if I, I, I'll get a layer in, I will then go and record it to make sure that I have it separately in case right. I want yeah, to yeah, use I see what you mean. And, and do the overdub. So, you know, uh, it, it is very attractive and maybe it's something that I should get over. You know, that's why I don't use loopers and things like that, because I want to have the control over, although with some of the, the more modern loopers, you can separate the stems and things like that while yeah. maintaining the, the creativity process. But um, it looks it looks quite funky and, uh, and cool. Expensive, though. Yeah. 600 yeah. pounds. Dollars or it looks that's like a lot. nice bit of hardware though doesn't it i mean I, I can't remember if you were on the show when we covered it we also went oh that's nice isn't it and it's got a little handle and the yeah. people seem lovely it's just but it's a nightmare isn't it those those kind of i mean the amount of work that has to go in getting software right so every use case somebody doesn't go oh this is weird and, and unfortunately ricky found a few of those things and i think i back some limitations you sort of want it and i guess but i suppose the thing is is one would hope with a million bucks in the bank they can hire a coder who can sort it out pretty, pretty quickly. That's what you'd hope. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see. I mean, what I was, what I was thinking about, uh, and it's quite a bit cheaper than this, is the um, Sonic where uh, the uh, sample track, which I think came out maybe about 18 months ago now, which is form factor completely different but is portable, has built-in microphones, built-in speaker, is a sort of... Um, little sampler with immediate effects uh but is uh way 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 more complex um and i was kind of thinking about how these two products the way they are you know they you know much like actually the gemini and the and the um and the uh, phantom, phantom but yeah. you know like very very different sort of products that kind of get you into a similar place but um with the chompy, I was just too many. There were too many limitations, and I was thinking that something somewhere in the middle between the sample track and the chompy would probably be the one. Something that's got the immediacy of the SK one that is clearly an influence on the chompy, but lets you go a little bit deeper. Which made me think actually that the similar. We talked about it on the show a couple of months ago. The um, the Kivyak, uh, the, uh, the 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 is oh, yes. probably that you know so people who are looking at the chompy and sort of kind of go mm, i like that in principle all of those ideas the they sound like they sound like kind of uh, uh, anime characters don't they chompy wofy <laughs> yeah they're, they're sort of in some yeah. parallel universe they're the they're the seven dwarves but we've only yeah. got two of the names so far you know <laughs> <laughs> um and that was on Kickstarter too, but was nowhere near as you know. Didn't make it did pretty well though. I think the I think it did, it did pretty right. good, no, it didn't did, it? It did all right, yeah. but I mean, probably about a tenth of what the Jumpy did. Um, so it goes to show that that sort of appeal of the Jumpy, that you know, that that aesthetic appeal, it, it is kind of almost more powerful than what it actually is. I mean, we when the OP One first launched, the look of that was just incredible we everyone was clamoring to touch it weren't they um and i suppose comparatively although there was nothing really like the op1 but mm. you know 
compared to like a laptop. Well, it's like a, it's a, it's a, it's a cheap OP one. But I mean, well, I say cheap, I, I, I reduced cost. But it, it's the, it's the, it's the physical physicality, the physical interface that's really kind yeah. of attractive. It's all built on the, the Daisy platform factor, apparently as well. Yeah, yeah. I much okay. prefer this form, form factor on the teenage engineering one. Uh, one, uh, products, I have to say, all in all, they're too fiddly and too. This one, the the the, the keys uh, kind of resemble thing. PC keyboard um, yeah. form, yeah, they and yeah, they they seem very clickable and uh, inviting. Yeah, actually, I just ordered myself. Uh, uh, I, I I I fell uh, victim to the Facebook uh, the Facebook ad, and I saw an ad. I think it's Newfie or Nifey. I can't remember the name of it. And it's a sort of a clickety clackety keyboard, small keyboard. It, uh, hopefully, it will arrive and it will be good. But I just fancy <laughs> something a bit. I've got this thing. I keep. I've got these sort of endless. I've got piles of these cheap kind of small keyboards. Right. The reason I go for little ones because they sit in front of my laptop, which is kind of. In front of me, but you know, so that I raise the screen. I don't use the keyboard on the laptop unless I'm at home. But these just wear but out. Is it, is it for uh, for Mac? Because I I, I yeah. need a, a small keyboard, and I always, you know, I use the the little Windows keyboards, and it's really annoying because the the Alt and the Command are in the wrong places. So is the one uh, you well, ordered uh, a back one or like with a proper command? No idea. You're you're yeah. bursting my you're bursting my bubble. I I'll probably get it and be terribly disappointed. Like many kind of uh, many of those Facebook ads, it won't be quite what, I, or it'll be like this big. I always remember my daughter ordering this lovely piece of this lovely lamp that she saw, and it arrived and it, it was like this big because it was for a doll's house. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it'll probably be like that. Speaking of Facebook ads, so. The Chompy, unfortunately, was kind of used as a... Oh, was that? Yeah. Massive. Spammed. It was spammed. It was coming up all the time, you know, for, you know, 30 quid or $30, you know, obviously yeah. scam adverts, but it, the unbelievable amount. So I was, you know, I really felt for the developers having to sort of wade through how many... Failed that. On. Yeah, I wonder if you ordered that on Facebook. What you'd actually get, <laughs> I mean, like kind of something completely random. So everything would be, oh, I'm sorry, there was a problem with your order. We'll sort it out. Just enough to sort of push you off and push you off until you kind of lose interest because uh, uh, it's only sixty. But I, I imagine, I don't know. Yeah, so yeah, it's a sad world. All of that stuff. But yeah, it's available, uh, and I'm sure some of this stuff will fix. In fact, Ricky goes into you know, there's a few things that he says it doesn't do this, and then actually it does now. So, you know, do, don't give up on it, but it may be yeah. less than you initially anticipated. Ah. I mean, if it, then there's going to be a yeah. bunch of people who get them out there, aren't there? Because, you know, they... Um, what I was going to say, though, uh, just about, like, mentioning the sample track. The sample track is now on version 3, and it's come on so much in all of those updates that kind of people who mm. maybe saw it when it first came out and its shortcomings, if you were to look at it now, it lots of that has been addressed. Now, will we see that with the Chompy? I kind of hope so. I think they're kind of pretty invested in that little thing. So I reckon it will get, I think it'll gain. If it's on the Daisy platform as well, that means that it's it's, de it's developable. Yeah, it developable. should be quite yeah. accessible. Yeah, I would think mm -hmm. so. Okay, well, uh, let's uh, let's move on to another quick topic. Uh, we'll jump. Uh, actually, we'll do this because it, this wasn't really in the list, but I wanted to do it anyway because it's. Uh, let me see if I can get to it because it just looks like uh, I, I didn't get it in for some reason, and I don't know why. I feel uh, I feel rather um, foolish for that. So if I do that, what happens if I do it? I should be able to then, I gotta press this, and I think it's zero six. Oh, no it's not, it's this one. There we go. Yay! It's a new product from Debrec slash Stylophone. That's the new theremin. And uh, we've got to say congratulations to uh, our mate Matt Hodson, who now uh, does a bit of work for them on their marketing department. So he's obviously been extremely busy over the last few days. Uh, again, this is uh, it's called the Theremin Pit Pit. It's the Stylophone Pitch Theremin. Uh, Matt, um, like, I like the pitch slider. It's, Hundred bucks. You know, it's it, as with a lot of their stuff. It's affordable and cheap. I guess it's in the. I mean, cheap in the 
not in the kind of crappy sense, in the in the UK sense of it. Um, and it looks, it's got that sort of Volker slash, you know, uh, vibe. Um, what I did like about it was the, um, should I have, have I got a, I don't think I've got the actual, yeah, here we go. There's the, there's the window. Uh, kind of interesting. So it's a st style phone, but it's got a big slider on it, which is actually kind of cool, which is for quantized pitch. There's a trigger button, which I think is also a really cool idea and uh, sort of grungy low effects and stuff. And maybe it'll be something that you want to check out. I know Gaz, um, you yeah. might, you, you, you mentioned that. I can't believe I forgot this was released. It just oh. sort of came at a weekend and I, I forgot. Yeah, I, I just think this is absolutely fantastic. And uh, what a brilliant look, uh, you know, brilliant looking thing as well. Because, uh, and you know, it's got so it's got a mic stand mount, I think it might even come with a small desktop stand, but you can certainly put a mic, a mic stand into it. So um, I think for one of those things where you just want to add a little bit of kind of you know, like wacky, spacey sounds over stuff. It's really cool. So, I mean, I've been looking at it, trying to figure out uh, how it operates. So it's, it's essentially got two oscillators, hasn't it? So the uh, the theremin is one oscillator and the pitch slider is another one. So the pitch slider can ah, either be sent, okay. or, or rather that oscillator set to a drone. Sent, so you can have it as a drone, right? You can set it to a drone and then sort of play over the top using the theremin, which I think is a really clever idea. And it's got like a... Um, a delay circuit built into it, probably what's that? Yeah. PT239. I'm not sure, but you know, probably one of those, uh, you know, uh, grungy delays. Um, but it's also going to be a bit nice... of fun, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. Do you know, but I mean, I think this is going to be a real hit for them. I really hope it is because I can imagine this is almost like, I mean, at 90 pounds UK, you know, it's impulse. Purchase. You think gateway? You think it's a gateway electronic music? Uh, um, yeah, I mean, it doesn't have mm, any. It, it doesn't have any. You know, you can't take a CV out from the antennas or anything. Nah, it's it's, it's literally just what it is. What yeah, it is, yeah. So you, but you, you do have a headphone out and a line out, which I think is really handy because then you can be test. You know, you can be kind of tuning the theremin uh, without it coming front of house with your headphone up, and then when it's right, you can bring it out. Uh, <laughs> oh, I beg your pardon. I was just no, going to no. throw that up there, so you could we could have yeah. the visuals going up to oh, it. Yeah. yeah, look, I mean, uh, we, I mean, we can't pretend that. that I mean, I, I think they they had a brief foray into the sort of more pro instrument, didn't it? But it was a very short-lived thing, and a lot I, of people really swore by that. That you got it, didn't you? I think you got the sort yeah. of metal. I can't remember the Gen X two yeah, or X two or whatever it was. Yeah, which was a nicely made thing. Uh, so maybe we'll see more. I mean, because obviously if they've hired Matt to do marketing, there must be more things to market, I'm assuming. So you, yeah, that was a nice metal thing. I know. Um, have you ever tried a theremin? Oh, there we go. There it yeah. is. Yeah. That one. Heavy. <laughs> have you ever, tr have you ever tried um, a theremin? You know, is it a sort of thing? Yes, I can't I imagine have, after your, uh, your <laughs> it's, it's great. I feel that it, for me, it's a little bit, to the positioning is a little bit too abstract with the with the referencing and moving your head and things like that and i i prefer something like 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 this um yeah you know which Very is more ribbon like range, but yeah uh, and and uh, and and with you know with aftertouch so with three axes uh, or two even you can you can basically get um, the same same thing the one thing with the with the stylophone which i hope they changed on this product is that the stylophone was uh, producing a square wave or kind of something between a triangle and a square which is a little bit annoying um, and I hope that this one produces a sine wave like it should. Um, because, we, oh, you know, okay. a sine wave, you can easily distort it and stuff and make it a little bit more complex. But once you, you get a square wave or a pulse as your source, you can't really low-pass filter it because unless you follow the pitch and things like that. So uh, I, I really like the, the design. It looks like a really cool thing to have. Uh, and the fact that that you can mount it on a on a mic stand, it means that it doesn't have to to take desktop space. So so you can just have yeah. it there. I think it's quite yeah, looks quite cool. With regards to um, CV out and things like that, you can kind of use the um, something like the MS10, the Korg Korg MS10 or MS20 
And I'm sure that there are loads of other Eurorack modules that can track pitch and and things like that. With 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 VCA, it's much much more easy to to track. Obviously, if you're not using the delay, but I presume that this is a mono unit, and maybe you want to use like a stereo delay and stuff to create this spacey vibe. But yeah, looks very cool. Good fun. Well, I mean, I hope it works out for everybody. I mean, it's nice to see them back because they've been quiet for a while, so they've obviously been working on stuff. So, yeah, I think the the first lot have sold out. Uh, oh, no, not the first. That was the previous topic. Uh, you can pre-order now, so you just basically head over to the... Is it this one? Yeah, you head over to uh, theremin, uh, stylophone.com pre-order, and that will give you the kind of um, the place to order it. I'm not quite sure when they're coming into the country, but uh, I'm guessing soonish. Okay, right. Um, let's see, should we rewind um, to something else now? This is, uh, and I think this is kind of, uh, we generally now we're finding we get into acquisitions and mergers a little bit. SoundCloud have put themselves up for, uh, well, they put themselves up for sale uh, and valued themselves at a, a billion dollars, which is, you know, I, I guess, wouldn't it be nice? Hello, we're for sale. Maybe I should do the same and just pluck some arbitrary amount. I mean, it may well be that it's worth it. It's, it's an interesting one because obviously SoundCloud forms one of the kind of triumvirate of uh, really uh, uh, sort of intrinsic web 2.0 platforms for distributing and, and posting music you know it's it, it really took over uh, as the place to be for a very long time we used to post our podcasts up there we used it for a number of things uh, 320 million tracks from 20 million artists it's become a little bit more of a kind of hip-hop and electronica place now but there's a very vibrant community there and, and there are sort of various different programs going with major labels to kind of help bring artists on and it's an interesting thing but it's just it's almost feels like some of these platforms you're kind of beginning to feel like they're they're too big to be changed too much because we don't want to like Bandcamp, you know we don't want them to be disappear or stop being able to do the things they do or have some you know, the poorly uh, conceived direction they're going to go in because it'll affect everything for us i mean it's interesting isn't it, guys i mean for all the convenience for this stuff that we love and you know the soundcloud stuff the best thing about them they had the best embeddable player which meant you could easily sort of put your music on your own web pages etc etc bandcamp doesn't need that so much because the pages are so easy but it's 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 a bit concerning again it's like oh please don't please don't mess it up yeah it's kind of weird isn't it because we sort of want everything for free don't we and we don't want to pay for anything at all uh and then so these businesses which work like that uh you know give you plenty of free uh you know service for free um if i don't know how ultimately successful that business model is i mean maybe it works soundcloud isn't i don't think there's any free strata on soundcloud now you have to pay for it all and there used to be but then i'm pretty sure now so all of those you know i don't know if all of those people you know 20 million artists all playing i don't know 10 bucks a month or whatever it may be i mean that's got to be profitable god yeah that that would back up their billion claim then if that you know is that they've got 20 million artists what but not paying surely that would be incredible. Um, yeah, I think I think those are the numbers that they post when they also tag it with the billion dollar price tag. <laughs> and then, obviously, due diligence. If you go, I mean, I'm yeah. not likely to ring up and go, "Yeah, I'll take it." You know, I, I, I'd want to know more before I drop that sort of cash. Obviously, so you'd want to get past those sort of numbers. But it's an interest. I mean, we've become so um, reliant on these things. But yeah, the uh, the thing is, that, I mean, as you had, you know, these services we we do get a bit of kind of subscription fatigue don't we you know you want and you sort of want as much as you can get for the money you're paying but there's so many of them i mean i guess for many soundcloud is useful do you do you find artists you work with are putting their stuff up there i mean i don't know if like, labels are starting to put their things on Bandcamp now and, and soundcloud use, is used for private demos and links like that i seem to get links like that for yeah you know, yeah it's, it's it's nice because it's uh it's one of the only ones that you can have a decent playlist that can play because um, I work with Dropbox a lot, but it's a nightmare to send links to to multiple files on Dropbox because you can't have them play. You can ha- you have to click each one, and I don't understand why Dropbox don't do a player like a simple player. <laughs> Um, where, where you can just have it there. That would be a great feature to have. But what um, 
what I noticed is that, uh, you know, the big brother is listening to you because if you look at the page of, that you just uh, loaded, the, the SoundCloud page, you'll see the Theremin, uh, the stylophone there. So he was actually listening to you and uh, can you see it on the top peaks? No, just at the, at the, at the top of the page. Ah, well, that's because it's on Gear News. Uh, so uh, they would probably yeah, run that story I mean, it as well. I shown you something else, but I think it's, uh, I suppose it's, it could have it's, it's listening to you or to all of us. Okay. So, um, <laughs> You're probably right. Um, I'm terrified. I think, that, um, I think that in the same way that um, Musk uh, purchased Twitter, not because not to, not as a business, but because it's a platform for content. So we purchased all the content there for training AI and things like that. So I think that it would make sense for um, for someone to to really mine all the data uh, okay. that's on right. SoundCloud. So so even without the kind of advertised or published um, business model. There's a lot of stuff, if you're interested in, in audio, um, which I'm not sure, obviously, it's not as powerful as text and videos like Twitter and things like that. But, um, but there's, you know, there's a... Right, there's so you, you could buy... What you're, data that you can mine from right. this platform. If, if that's what you are. That's after. an interesting thought. So, I mean, presumably, because I'm sure in the T's and C's, they get to do whatever they want with the data and clip it and whatever, or the, the, the tune, so they could feed it all into their, into their machine learning algorithms that would figure out a bunch of stuff that would be useful for other products. I see what you're saying, yeah. Yeah, like, like okay. trends and things and, uh, and even advertisement clicks and things like that. Once you have millions of users, then the, it's a, it's an it's an immense uh, source of uh, of data, That's and not just the, the the audio, but everything around it. Very so, true. Um, Actually, great. Uh, <laughs> uh, Neil Elkins, who uh, you might remember from uh, previous Emom, haha. <laughs> Good luck training AI with the crap I've put on there. Uh, very debile. I, I I would say your stuff is better than that, to be honest. Oh, incidentally, um, we are working towards an Emom for March the first. I'm starting to build an artist list together from that. Sadly, uh, I don't think we could get Steve Davis for this one. It turned it clashed with another uh, event that he'd uh, he hadn't had confirmation for. But hopefully the next one. But we will have a bunch of stuff so i'm hoping to get confirmation for some some other artists and that's what we're aiming for that's friday the first of march um but yeah i mean this is i guess it's a big it, it could be big but the ramifications i mean i hadn't really thought about the idea the thought of all of that data and ai training stuff because as we know we spoke with uh, jessica powell from audio shake and she said you know it's expensive to license these this music to be able to train your your um, in their case audio separation algorithms on it but you need to be able to get it and i guess that's something that they can do if they buy the whole kit and caboodle because they buy all the data presumably so that's an interesting thought i hadn't thought about that interesting thought oh, I, um, wonder what, I wonder what we signed away when we scroll through all oh those terms and conditions yeah i don't know uh, the thing it's like because there's the thing that says technology in existence or ever it's like in perpetuity yeah. for the universe isn't it it's that yeah, sort of yeah. uh, classic which was the P the tony de Vries, uh clause that uh, on bowie's work which was the uh, uh, that was the yeah for the universe in, and uh, in the world the universe, I, I, in perpetuity known and not yet known that was that was yes the thing, that's it, it. So yeah. They're the they're the trigger phrases known and not yet known. Well, that's quite a good. I'm gonna I'm just gonna write that down now actually because that could be a title known and known uh, known and not yet known. That's another possible show title. I like that. Um, yeah. Anyway, interesting. I just thought it was throw, worth throwing up there. Um, of course, another friend of ours who uh, has uh, just released. Uh, well, it came actually just before Christmas, but it kind of fell in the bit where I just after I stopped working. Uh, this is this is uh, the new GeForce Access, which is uh, based on the, the kind of ARP. Say it was their kind of budget synth, but it still cost the equivalent of three grand in today's money. Uh, mono synth, one one LFO, one. 
envelope, one filter, one oscillator. Uh, this is the new uh, GeForce version, which adds their excellent XLFO, XADSR, so you can modulate basically all of those parameters. And it's sounding pretty good. Alex Ball did a fantastic uh, intro video. Just want to put that out there. GeForce are really ramping up their releases at a rate of knots. And if it's sound, I haven't had a chance to try it out, but a rate of knots. D was ARP stuff... Have you got any ARP stuff in the corner there? I don't remember seeing anything in yours uh, in your studio, have, but uh, um, an axe. I have the, the Chroma Polaris, which is a post-ARP kind of right. thing based on the technology, and it sounds amazing. Um, but that's the closest I have. But I will say about uh, GeForce that the, the emulations they make are so good um, I have the OBX and the OBE, and they just sound amazing. And I did some presets for the OBE. Um, oh, cool! Uh, for yeah, for for Dave, and um, um, I think that this is a no-brainer. It's like thirty-three quid, and yeah, I mean, it's, it is. and you get four system. four sound packs as well with it as well. So yeah. yeah. The, the matrix system is genius. It's so intuitive and it's so easy to use. And uh, you don't have like a matrix list or anything like that. You just touch a parameter and you see all the modulators. They're available per parameter. So it's it's such a great way of of modulating. Uh, and and the sound the sound that they manage to to produce from from their emulations are it's really amazing so um i would say you know grab it while while it's so cheap because it's uh it, it's it's a no brainer if you, if you, if we're talking about an impulse buy that's the one yeah i think and it's, uh, I think, I don't know how introductory offer lasts for. I mean, I, the up there uh, version of the ARP uh, Odyssey is the sort of is the big one that uh, everybody recognises. But this is using some of the same technology in it. So great. I mean, you know, it's great stuff. I hope wish them all well with that. I know you're not particularly soft synthy, um, so I, I won't I won't um, necessarily get you to 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 say much on well, it. But I, I know yeah. they do sound good. Yeah, and all GeForce uh, plugins are just very good to use as you know uh, for mapping and for using as live instruments. Uh, and I'm sure this one will be too. Uh, they always put a real effort into that, and they've got a big user base, haven't they? Of real, you know, of real kind of touring players. Um, something that they've always worked really they've worked closely with yeah touring it's got a good legacy yeah so you know yeah so yeah but i mean you're right though i'm just i haven't i can't even remember the last time i used a soft synth now in term, in you know in recent times so yeah so i'm, I'm not really not the target audience comment right no now. fair enough 33 quid though i mean 33 quid and uh, this uh six, six voice polyphonic and uh, there are four sound packs which are currently uh, normally 12.49 each as well which is a, a a new thing from them so they're uh, each one has got like 40 professionally designed uh sound packs so they, like you say they've got a lot of people uh, so it's a really good idea and i think they must be they must you know they, they seem to be ramping up and getting running a business properly <laughs> i suppose Ooh, what, is, is what, what you would say what was that way out where ipad app wasn't that oh yeah i don't remember no that wasn't that the 2600 no on the ipad oh i don't was... remember oh, i can't jim anyway. what's his name jim he was yeah yeah um i can't, I can't remember. remember i can't remember uh, yeah okay so that that was a total waste of time but uh i just always remember that having this brilliant very basic interface but it was really really great touch interface yeah. that really worked uh sorry total no, not no problem um, yeah i remember you were saying that you had to chip off about quarter two is that are you have you got a um i'm well, good you... i'm good i just uh yeah okay. i can stay right, I didn't that's wanna... fine all right, no problem. I didn't want to. Uh, uh, okay, well, uh, we've done that one. Let's see what else we've got. Um, 
uh, there's the li- uh, well, we'll save that. There's the live and mega synthesis, which we'll say. I think we'll save to next time because I know uh, Paulie's very keen on that, and hopefully he's going to be reviewing it. But let's have a look at this one. This is just, this is uh, just seems like a really genius a idea. Sorry about the, the video. Not enough inputs for them. We invented this for that exact situation. The SS6 is a stereo DI box with six stereo inputs selectable on a large rotary switch. With your favourite synths hooked up to the SS6, they'll always be close at hand, so you can get back to making music. I mean, sorry about the aspect ratio. This was uh, this looked really interesting. This is the Franklin uh, 6 SS6 switchable input DI. It's just a genius idea, and it kind of reminded me a little bit, Johan, of what you were saying about the uh, 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 AV yeah, switcher yeah, that I, you I had. this because we, we, we talked about this. This has... <laughs> it's not a DI, though, is it? <laughs> yeah, but but this is like fifteen quid, and it has eight <laughs> stereo inputs. And at the end of it, you just get a stereo DI for what, like twenty quid or something, or forty quid. Uh, this is three four nine. I mean, guys, what gives? It's like uh, I, I I can't I can't get it. I just can't get okay. it. I mean, it, yeah, well, the, it's uh, elegant and stuff. But you can, I'm, you know what? There's enough space here to put eight DIs if you wanted to. So you can easily take it, buy a stereo DI, take it apart, put it here. You can easily have uh, enough room here to, to put two XLRs and you, you'll have this okay. for like, what, 40 quid altogether? I mean, I, I think it's it's extortion, sorry. Ah, well, it's interesting because it's like radial products. They do some really nice DIs, and I think the thing is when you use it, when you when you do use a DI into a system, and it's got, it's all got. I'm assuming it's got I, all I the use, nice transformer balance stuff. I use a DI all the time. I have a custom DI uh, designed by my good friend uh, Igor Maximenko, which is the best DI I know, and I tested like a lot of them, and I ate beat guitars and stuff, and this sounds amazing, and I have it. Um, at the input of two channels of my M16 Class A um, mic amp. So, and then I have the, the patch bay, we talked about it as well. So everything I patch into these two inputs will go through the stereo DI, so I don't even have to have it next to me. So, in fact, I can use this thing and I can have it like if I have a, a keyboard stand, I can have one here and I can have a couple there or something like that. And their outputs can go still sort of unbalanced all the way across the room into the, the, the stereo DIs, which are on the input. So I don't, I really don't, I really okay, don't get interesting. It. All right, well, um, Nick, Nick Howes in the chat is asking uh, whether you had a link for it. I think you found a link last time, didn't you? But uh, uh, Someone um, found the link. Oh, it's on Amazon or on YouTube. This one is called, I know that they brand it, that they sell it under different names. Um, oh. So that's what uh, this one is called. VSW. Ah, okay. All right, got it. And it's like 15, I, I paid like 20 quid, but I think prices went down. But after this kind of free advertisement, they'll probably go up. But uh, <laughs> it, it's, uh, you know, you have three, because it's an audio video thing. So it's not eight inputs. By the way, you can actually use it as a balanced eight way because it has it has a stereo, so you can use the AV input as the uh, balance. Right, and so then, if and you the ground, up, yes. You know what I mean? So it's so versatile. And like I said, like I mentioned last time, what you could do is if you use a, a monosynth output, like most of them are, like if you it'll, have minimum... It'll cost you more in adapters like than it costs to buy, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But also you can connect the output of the synth to one of the inputs, and then you can connect your CV output yeah. to the other one, and the CV out the other the the trigger or the the gate to another one. So with one controller, you can actually operate all the analog synths while receiving the. You know, it's so versatile. 
Yeah, I'll shut yeah. up now. Okay. No, I, I, that's fair enough. Uh, I just want to give a shout out to G Jamie Geosynth. Thanks very much for the super chat. I just DI'd in your arms tonight. Uh, very cutting. A 1980s cutting crew reference, which some of us will get. Some of us probably will not. Yeah, Gaz, I don't know. Have you got, I mean, because you've got a, sh a ton of inputs on yours. Do you just go into sort of little summing mixers or have you got like switches that you can use for, for that sort of thing as well? Uh, a few different approaches. Um, I've got one of these uh, Behringer um, RX the rack unit that's uh, eight stereo ins. I think it, it's about 100 quid. And they've got mute switches, ba balance, uh, and an effect send on each channel. Uh, RX 1602, I think it might be called. Um, at first, I thought it was terrible, but it's the gain staging you just got to make sure that you don't really go much past zero uh, you know I, I think it's extra gain right. on tap um but it's actually really good how you know and that's so that gives you more inputs than this thing and it gives you all the functionality as well so i'm sort of with yoad a little bit when i first saw it i thought oh that's really good but then it i mean it also yeah, 278 quid seems quite a lot actually but yeah well, surely the thing about having multiple synths is to sort of Rick Wakeman it and play different ones and you know, <laughs> play a few phrases here. You know, you're going to be doing that, waiting for the decay to finish, switch it over, play another one. Uh, just seems I think it might take a bit of the fun out of it. I mean, I can see how if you're doing sampling of instruments and you've you want a really good signal path even still i'm not sure i'm still not quite sure about it um ooh. yeah well no fair enough sorry that was uh that was just a blat from the uh cobol expander <laughs> can i just say i was right Thank when i was talking about that, that ipad app it was based on the axe they made a uh, uh, okay great it's called synthex so and i love the sound of that so i'm can have a look at this <laughs> g said sorry i just wanted to say that because i was uh drifting off a little bit there but i was i was actually i was, I was referencing the right synth um but yeah I, what else have i got uh i've got quite a few things here I've, i use another behringer thing an xr18 18 which is, cracking little yeah. Cracking yeah, little thing. 18, I always 18. wanted what I want them to do is to just do a hardware mod or a, a, a firmware mod that allows you to use the P16 output yeah. as an AES 50 output so you can plug a stage Ooh. box into it. That's that that would be that would be genius. And I had because I, I had all these ideas. If each input just had one button that was a function button and one pot that you could yeah. say, I want when I press this button, this knob does this, like maybe input gain or whatever, or high pass filter, or you know, it'd be so easy to make it. But there's no, you know, they've 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 moved on. They're, they're now onto the wing and all the other stuff. And they do make great mixers. It has to be said, particularly their digital stuff. I'm very, you know, we use the X32 exclusively now it's a you know it's a great little machine i have to see but it's old you know i have yeah. to check the wing out i suppose hmm. uh right well i suppose we could probably uh bring things to a close uh we've got another show next week uh next week with the and then i think we might get one yeah it's gonna be the uh, hold on so next week will be the 17th yeah that'll be the last show before nam because we fly out on the 24th which would be the next show after that podcast and then we come back i don't know if i'm i might be up for doing one on the wednesday I, I arrive back on tuesday and i may i'm usually pretty good depends how knackered i feel but uh please do stay in touch i want to say thank you very much to all of our friends in the chats thank you also to uh wagyu for his great work nice to see all those familiar faces with the the um and thank you yo and uh, for uh, eking a bit more time out and uh, and for evangelizing your uh, cheap av hardware you should maybe maybe you could do a deal and get a a brand or put some dsp in it so it could be it could, you could make maybe a sort of sand grid light <laughs> with it. yeah yeah good idea if i was that kind of uh entrepreneur but um i just make music yep and fair plugins. enough lovely to see you though i hope uh, you're going to be um, gainfully employed you are you alt alt tabbing to a uh to an Atmos mix or a production or a, what, what's what's on your desk at the moment? I'm working on a, on a production now um, 
which turned out like we talked about earlier, which turned out to be kind of to have kind of a 60s sounding uh, guitar just because I have the the epiphone here which <laughs> lends itself to that kind of sound so yeah right not that it needed it but you, that's what it's got right <laughs> yeah but now we, now I can't imagine the song without it you know so it's oh, one of those perfect. things perfect yeah. well lovely to have you I'd much much appreciate it and also uh, Gaz Williams are you streaming tonight if I put your third uh, up are you back uh, you well, said you were getting I'm back into it yeah, I'm actually going to do it tomorrow because I'm going to do uh, an, um, there's a new Bastel module which uh, is going to be re released tomorrow. So I'm going to do a live stream. I've been fortunate to have it for a few for a few weeks, and I think it's absolutely amazing. So uh, I've integrated it into my main live rig. So I'll be showing that tomorrow. I'm going to be doing that a little later time as well at 9 p.m. tomorrow evening. So uh -huh. if you're interested in such things, please pop along. Uh, tonight, uh, actually, Jim Glue has got a video premiere. So he, he kindly oh, yes. wrote to me. So it's 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 uh it's pinned to our uh so can i do that i think it's pinned but i can put yeah uh yeah. it's pinned to the top of our chat on the youtube if people want to see it but there it is i suppose that's not clickable but um but it's there okay uh well uh, yes I suppose that's it. I suppose it's time to say goodbye. Thank you, everybody. Thanks uh, to all the chatties. Thanks to our guests. Thanks to our sponsors. Uh, we will see you all at the next show. Okay. Take care. See you later. Bye-bye now. <laughs>